This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good evening. Last week was baptism. This week is sending people. This is, this is a wonderful church. I don't know if you know that. Turn to the person next to you and say, this is an amazing church. Amen. And it's amazing because God is here and it's because you are here. Amen. Well, you know that we together, we are the church of God. And if it's a glorious church, it's because the glory of God is resting upon every one of us. Amen. Uh, this is not the preach before we do the sending. Uh, this is part of the sending. Um, because at the very heart of the gospel is a God that sends. Um, and we need to understand that, and even the word mission comes from a Latin word, missio, which means sent. Uh, that's where we get the word mission from. So God is a sending God. And I'm just going to, we're just going to do a little bit of, of word study on what does the word say about being sent and what does Jesus, what does Jesus say about being sent. And then we're going to call the teams forward and we're going to pray for them. Amen. So I, for those who of you are being sent tonight, who of you are going on mission tonight? Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Who of you took some of the prayer cards that's on the seats? These guys that are being sent, are they really going to need your prayers? Um, the places, there's a lot of places that God's going to send people, and uh, they are really going to need your prayers. One of the words that went out this morning, a guy, sorry, this evening, is a guy got a word, this guy sitting here, and he said that God's going to make his house, a house of prayer for all nations. Amen? And God's sending people tonight to the neighbors and to our nations, and uh, we're gonna, they're going to need your prayers. Amen? So I really want to encourage you, it's almost as important that you pray for them as they that are going. So you are able, if you are not able to go physically yourself, you can partner with specific mission teams and with specific people on missions team to make sure that they are prayed, prayed for, that they are covered in prayer, that you pray for for word, that you pray for the blessing and the anointing of God upon their lives, pray for their protection and uh, for a whole array of things. But I really want to, for those that of you that aren't going, as the word goes out and as the teams are coming up tonight, that you just open your heart and allow, the, and, and allow the Lord to lay a specific team or maybe a specific person on your heart and that you would really be faithful in praying for them. Amen? Uh, I want to start off, I actually haven't given the scripture to the guy, uh, the person's up at the that does the slides, but uh, Romans 10 verse 5, it has, it says, for Moses wrote about the righteousness in verse 5, Romans 10 verse 5, for Moses wrote about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandment shall love by them, but the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, or who will descend into the abyss, but what does it say, the word is near you, it is in your mouth, it is in your heart. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart one believes and is justified and with a mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. 
For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And here's the thing. How will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him on whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear with someone preaching, without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? And there Paul unpacks even in salvation, and even tonight we're going to pray for teams, but I, I just sense that before we even start that I believe that there are some of you that are here tonight, and it's almost like God has sent you here for this. That God has sent you here. And you might wonder, man, I, I wonder why I'm here tonight. I've been invited by a friend, or I've just come, but I just sense that, and in, I just want to ask you that you really open your heart and allow the Lord to minister to you. And at any place and at any time that you want to cry out to the Lord and say, God, save me, I believe in you, that uh, we want to pray with you as well. So it's not just about the teams going, but I believe that the Lord has actually sent people here tonight. And I thank Him for that. Amen? Okay, let's, uh, let's start with Jesus. I, I think if we, if we want to have a good base of uh, what we want to be obedient to, it's good that, that, we, that we look at Jesus. And everybody knows the scripture in John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. And we've all heard that scripture, and it's like God gave His Son. But when Jesus speaks about the Father giving Him, Jesus speaks in in, uh, John chapter 20, and verse 21, And Jesus said to him, it was on the evening of the day, the first of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood amongst them and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them, peace be to you, as the Father has sent me, even now I send you. So although the Father gave Jesus In the heart of Jesus, the understanding of Jesus, of His being given, is that the Father just didn't give Him, but the Father sent Him. And we need to understand the language, we need to understand the language of the kingdom, that representatives never went on their own accord. Nobody just decided one day, I'm going to represent my king, and I'm going to go to another country, I'm going to go to a neighboring town, and I'm going to represent, I'm going to make some decrees on behalf of my king. Here's this thing that, that authority needs to send before we go. And there was a sense that when you are sent by authority, you carry the authority of the one who sent you. When you, when you go and you are sent with a message, you carry the message of the one who sent you. And the power behind your message is not how eloquent you were or how well you could present it, but it was, it was derived from who sent you. So if you would arrive as a messenger and say, I have a message, they would ask, who is it from? And based on who the message, who is the sender, they would either receive you or they would reject you. Sometimes in those days, being a messenger wasn't such good news. If some of the kings didn't like your message, they killed you. But I don't want to encourage you with that tonight. 
Okay. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from anything, any, it is withheld. And here is the sense that when, when Jesus sends his disciples, he doesn't send them away. He doesn't send them alone. He sends the Holy Spirit with them. And it's important that when we are sent, that we, that we realize that we're not going on mission for God. We're going on mission with God. Right? When Jesus sent us the disciple, when he said, go, all authority has been given unto me. Therefore, the base of authority, who's sending? The Father gave him all authority. And based on that authority, Jesus said to his disciples, now go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And then he says this, and behold, behold, check this out, pay attention. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. So I want to encourage every missions team and every sent one that's going to go. And I want to, I want to encourage every parent and every friend that is, that is saying goodbye to a friend as they leave on mission that they're not going alone. Amen. And that's the power and that's the authority in which they go that the Holy Spirit will go with them. And God's very presence goes with them. And God's very message goes with them. So as long as they do not try to bring their own message, as long as they don't try to move in their own authority, but move in submission to the authority of the one who sent them, you're going to be okay. Amen? Then also, Jesus, when he sends out the twelve, he says in in Matthew 10, verse roundabout from verse 5, Then the twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, Enter no town of the Samaritan, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That was for them. And proclaim to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the leopard. Cast out demons. You receive without paying. Give without pay. And when you go to Luke, it also says that proclaim to them that the kingdom has come near them. So, if you want to know what you should be going and doing, there it is. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. There's one amen. There's one, I'll take that one. I'll take that as a huge amen. That's possible because Jesus says it is. You receive without, cleanse the leopard, cast out demons. You receive without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belt, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it, and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your word, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. And then Jesus says this wonderful thing that persecution will come. <laughs> the apostles, as you know, we, we, we don't find these words, these, these words of, of encouragement or warning, uh, we don't always find them encouraging, but it, it, it's part and parcel, it's part and parcel of the apostolic gospel. 
of a sent one. Apostelos means sent one. It's part and parcel of it. It's something I believe that's been lost in the church. But it's part and parcel. When Paul and them, when they went on their apostolic journeys, they went and they preached in Lystra, and some people got gloriously saved and other people stoned them. And they went to the next town and, and they preached the gospel and some people were ecstatic that they, they gave their life to Jesus and other people drove them, drove them out of the town. And then they went on a circuit and they went and they came back and they encouraged the believers. And what did they say to the believers? It's through many persecutions that you will enter into the kingdom. Any of you feel encouraged? You see, at the very heart, of this gospel, and I'm so glad that Luan said, now it is exciting, I want to tell you some of the most exciting things is to be sent by the Lord to go on a mission, to to go as His representative, to go maybe to a nation that you haven't seen before, to go to a to a region or to go to a township that you've never been before, and, that's, and that should create excitement in us, that we are the privileged messengers of God, that God has somehow by His Holy Spirit separated us for this specific task. But there's also this sobriety that it's not Christian tourism. It's not, what will I do this holiday? I've got nothing else to do. Hey, let's go on mission. For the early church, there was this, these were holy moments. These sending off were incredibly holy moments. When the early church, when they came together, they were in one place. And and then while they were fasting and when they were worshiping, The Holy Spirit separated Paul and Barnabas and said, I want you to separate them. And the word holiness means to be separate from. And when the Lord sends you, He's in a sense separating you from this house for a season. For the amount of time that you are going, you are being separated from the ones that you love and that you usually congregate with. You might be separated for, for the time that you go from friends and family but you're also separated unto a very holy purpose that God has for you. You are separated unto, you are are set aside as holy ones. And that is why we need need to create these spaces and we need to treat these moments not as a ritual, but we should treat them as holy moments. This is where, as we're going to lay hands on those that are separated for these incredible journeys that God's going to take us on, that there will be something in the separation that the Holy Spirit will impart to you that will equip you for this mission. And even if persecution comes, let this hold you that I've been separated. Even if hard times come, who of you have been on missions? And who of you have had missions that has really been hard. Who of you have been in mission teams where relational stuff and mission teams were kind of hairy at one stage? Okay, so you've been on missions. Okay, and in the midst of all this person, who of you have, have you've eaten food that you wouldn't normally give to your animals? Who of you have eaten food that you should think should, should not be eaten by humans? Who of you have only been received with open arms and and never been resisted? None? Oh, one. Oh, I just thought you were being sort of super nice. Okay. But the fact of the matter is that when God separates us 
there will be persecution. Jesus says in this world, there will be persecution. In fact, when he sends his disciples out, he says, the, he says this wonderful words, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Maybe I should have brought the other sermon. But this is what Jesus says. I, I just want to bring you what Jesus said. And I, I want to make sure that you understand that when we are sent by God, He is the one that keeps us. He is the one that gives us the grace. His Holy Spirit is the one that empowers us. His Holy Spirit is the one that makes the breakthrough. His Holy Spirit is the one that moves upon the ones that we pray for and they get healed. He is the one that as we pray for those that are dead, He is the one that resurrects. He is the one he is the one behind the power that casts out demons. And we need to understand that because in the moment of, of missions and in the moment of going out, we can get carried away a little bit. And here Jesus says, I send you out. I send you out as sheep amongst wolves. And maybe you're thinking tonight, hey, Jan, you should maybe talk more about, he gives you a lot of faith and uh, you know, you're going to have awesome times and you're going to see the most amazing miracle. That's going to happen too. But I want to tell you that as we are sent once for God, Jesus specifically speaks to his disciple. He doesn't pull the punches. He doesn't want them to be unaware of the stuff that they will face as they go. He doesn't want them to be unaware. He wants them to be prepared. He wants to realize them to realize that going on mission for Jesus is hazardous. It's a great adventure, but it's hazardous. And how, what is the, if, if, if you think about yourself as a sheep, and I've often thought, God, why sheep? You know, why couldn't this, why couldn't Christians be like, ah, lions, or at least horses, you know, at least they can kick. Like a dolphin, you know, they're clever. Sheep. Really? Sheep. Not, doesn't strike you as the most clever animal. Doesn't strike you as the most, the fastest animal that can really run away far from. They're quite slow and not so clever. But here's the thing. Sheep stay safe from wolves by staying in the flock and by staying close to the shepherd. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you as you go, as you go in team, the enemy would come, would want to come and try to sow discord and disunity in your team. And he would, he would even entice some of you to go and do your own thing. I want to encourage you, don't do that. I want to encourage you, don't do that. Stick together as a team. And the person that the Lord has, has set aside to lead that team, to in a sense shepherd that team for the time that you're away. Stay close and make sure that you cover one another. Make sure that you keep those relationships intact. Because the enemy will come and try and distract. But know this, that you have a shepherd, you have a chief shepherd who's Jesus, and uh, the Lord has, has appointed skilled leaders. And even if they're not that skilled, they are appointed. Amen? Maybe you would think, hey, I can do a better job. 
Maybe next time. But this time, be the best follower that you can be. Be the best follower that you can be. This is the thing. And and as we pray, I also want us to pray for something else. Because you're going to be sent from here, but you're going to be sent somewhere. And it's just important that we pray for the people that will receive you. Because if you go, but you are not received... What does Jesus said? If you come to a house, you must see whether it is whether you must see whether it receives you. Jesus, when 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 Jesus wept over over Jerusalem, he said in Matthew twenty three, verse thirty four. Therefore, I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, speaking to the Pharisees and calling them a brood of vipers. And some you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town. And then verse 37, Jesus weeps and he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophet and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I gathered your children together as a hen gathers a brood under her wings and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. Why? Because you did not receive the ones that were sent to you. So we're also going to pray for the nations that you're going to go to. That they will receive you. We're going to pray for those contacts to keep, to be connected. For those churches that you are going to. That they will be receiving of you as messengers. That they will receive you. And this is what Jesus says. Because they did not receive the ones that Jesus sent. He said, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So our receiving, our being received by the places that we are sent to releases something of the ability of people to see Jesus. So it's very important that we are sent, but it's very important that we are received as well. And that's why Jesus says, look for people that are worthy to receive you, that are willing to receive you and enter into your house. And when Jesus entered into the house, he showed them what? His hands and his sides is a proof that it was Jesus. And he said, peace be with you. And later on when Jesus said, when you go out, find a house. And what, you should, what should you say to the house when you enter it? Peace be to you. Find a house of peace. And if you're in a house of peace, it means that they receive. They receive that you have been sent from this house. They receive that you have been sent by the Lord. And there will be an opening for them to receive your message. If they do not receive your message, and I'm not saying that we should be obnoxious about it, but, you know, if you really consistently find resistance, Jesus said, shake shake the dust off your feet. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. So it's important that you understand that we need to be received well on the other side as well. Here Jesus also says in John chapter 13, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send, receives me. And whoever receives me, receives the one who sent me. Can you start understanding the importance and the gravity of being sent? It's not just, hey, we're going on a trip. Hey, we're going to Madagascar. Or, oh, we're going to wherever we're going. But there's a sense of gravity that I am a representative of the king. Therefore, my speech, 
Therefore, my conduct, therefore, the way that I conduct myself in that setting is not a reflection only of my own character, but it is a reflection of the one who sent me. So when we think about how we do things, as we encounter other cultures, as we encounter people that we maybe have not met before, it's important that we, that we really ask the Lord for the meekness and the humility that we would represent Him well as sent ones. That He would not be ashamed to say, He or she is my sent one. Receive Him or her. Because I have sent them. And I have filled that person and I have filled this team with my Holy Spirit. And I want them to, I want you to hear them. Because if you hear them and if you receive from them, you're going to see more of Jesus. Now we need to understand that, that God is, has been and is forever a God that sends. He starts very early in the book with Moses. Moses doesn't, Moses does try on his own to deliver his people and he kind of gets into trouble for it. But then after the burning bush experience, it says, hear him, he says, hear him, I, Lord, send me. And then he said, Lord, if you send me, whom shall I say send me? Because if Moses comes, I'm just Moses. Whom shall I send? Who backs me? Who, in whose authority am I coming? And then God says, say to them, I am. And he uses his own covenant name there and says, say, I am sent you. It's the same thing with the prophet Isaiah. He was already prophesying. And in Isaiah chapter 6, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And, and you know the story. And, and he's all of a sudden in the presence of God, in the very presence of God, he realizes that he is a man that is undone. Woe is unto me. I am a man of unclean lips. I live amongst the people of unclean lips. The angel comes, takes a coal from the fire, cleanses his lips. And then these words come from the Lord. He says, whom shall we send? And who will go for us? And Isaiah responds, after being cleansed, after being in the presence of God, he says, here am I, Lord, send me. And you can go and read right through the Bible. You can go through the Old and the New Testament. There's a thing that God, God even sends angels. Angels don't just leave heaven on their own accord. They don't leave because they feel someone, you know, their person that they attach to, they got to go and help them. They are dispatched and sent by God. They are messengers. Messengers need to have a message. People will hear your message only with authority. If you are being sent. So what we are doing here tonight is not simply, you know, praying over a team. We, we are following a biblical pattern that speaks of the way that God works in his kingdom. And tonight as we call the, as we call the teams forward, I, I really want us that come around them and pray for them. That we will realize the gravity and the holiness of this moment. And the people that have gone on, that are going on mission, that are being sent. Even if you've done 15 missions before, I want you this evening to really stand in a place of understanding that this is a holy moment. This is a place where God is coming by His Holy Spirit and He is separating me from this congregation for a time and He's separating me unto a specific task. And God, I want to be a great ambassador. I want to be a great messenger. I want to, when I speak your word, I'm going to trust your Holy Spirit. That even if I come into 
tough situations that I'm going to trust you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to give me the words. And if people receive me as a sent one, they're going to see you, Jesus. Not just the team captain. Every single one of you, I believe that God wants to reveal himself to the ones that he sends you to. He wants to reveal something of himself through you. And I want to encourage that you, I also believe that as you go, and if you go in this authority, it always works like that. Given it shall be given unto you. It's almost every time that you give yourself to be a sent one, you yourself get blessed by God. You yourself encounter Jesus in fresh and amazing ways. People have often asked me, and I'm closing with this before I, we bring up the teams. They've asked me, Jan, why is it that on mission that the Lord kind of moves? You know, like we've had people, we've taken people to Madagascar and, and they were people that hardly ever prayed for people in church. And then we took this family with us, their whole family to Madagascar. And there in the middle of Madagascar, we were there for about 21 days. And they were starting praying for people and blind people were getting their eyesight back and they were getting words of knowledge. And they said, Jan, but that, why doesn't this work in South Africa? Why does it only work here? And I said to him, you, well, first of all, you were set apart, you were sent, therefore you have a message. But also, when last did you give yourself completely for God's purpose? When last did you spend money? When last did you spend your resources, your time, to completely give it to God? These people understood that we were not here to tour the lovely nation of Madagascar. But we are here because God sent us and he gave us a message. And I'm going to look for the people that need to receive this message. And you can enjoy the rainforest if you go there. But make sure that the mission is the mission. So we're going to... I actually took a photo of the little track because I I knew I couldn't read it. Okay, so we're going to ask the... The mission teams, and I wonder if you can, if we can just maybe get one of each team first and you place yourself. Do you know who you're going on mission with? Are you going to meet them at the airport? Okay, you've prayed. That's wonderful. So we're going to, we're going to ask that you, that you stay, uh, where are the people from Burundi? Who's, who are the people? Okay, quickly, one run to the front and go and stand there. Next, Israel. Next to Burundi is Israel. Then next to Israel is India. Then there's two local. There's a local long and a local light. Local long and local light. Okay. Okay, Madagascar. Oh, people really are going to Madagascar. Beautiful. Myanmar. Okay, wonderful. Nepal. Okay, who's going to Thailand? It's not Taiwan. It's Thailand, right? Then Vietnam. Who's going to Zambia? And there are two teams that are going to Zimbabwe. And then there's also a Zambia ladies team. 
Oh, ladies, you can do better than that. Okay. And then there's also the team that's going to Agalas. You can also come to the front. Malawi. Did I miss Malawi? Malawi. Sorry, Malawi. Okay, how are we going to do this? Maybe half of you should move to this side. Can Now can your teams just join, just join your team leader. Okay, and then we're going to start praying. If I can ask if the, somebody in the worship team can maybe just play some music while we, are we praying? Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.